Comrades and friends, hello. Uh, this is the Highlands Bunker Podcast. This is your daily update. Uh, today, not only is it a Kathy McGinnis update, it is a, uh, a Dover update in general. Um, there was a lot of uh, advocates and activists in Dover today, and they got a real feel for they got a real feel for the Delaware Way, and uh, it was really something. Um, Bill Martin was not able to join today. Uh, but he will be joining tomorrow. Um, so when you get the last uh, update of the week, uh, Bill will be here. But today, uh, which is the, what's the date today, Carl? Is it the, the 15th? June 15th. 15th. So it's the, it's it's, uh, it's Wednesday the 15th. This is our, uh, our Dover update. Uh, Carl, hello. Hello. <clears throat> so I today... Um, was picked up by the uh, News Journal's own Lex Wilson uh, this morning, about seven seven oh five, I guess. He was he was a little late, but he he, he got a he got what he uh, referred to as a a shit egg and sausage sandwich from a gas station. So he was like four minutes late. Uh, we we went down on the three hundred one bus. Uh, it was actually pretty cool because you could nap and uh, just read a little bit. And uh, yeah, we saw another boring day of the of the Kathy McGinnis trial of uh, of the state of Delaware, Kathy uh, Jennings versus Kathy McGinnis. Um, I just want to give like a like a ten minute update, and I want Carl to sort of talk about what kind of day he had right up the up the green there in in Legislative Hall. So I'll just say this: um, as we said yesterday. The prosecution is just walking through basic evidence, uh, but the way they're doing it is is rather, I don't know, it seems clumsy to me, but I don't know. Today, the witness was a, a guy uh, in DTI, I guess they call it, which is their like info systems, it's like data, technology, yeah, it's their, Yeah, it's their IT. It's their IT, basically. right, right, right. So the guy today, the main witness, there was one. There was a guy in the morning and then uh, a, a woman in the evening. But for the most of the day, it was a guy from IT whose job it is to look at what they call um, e-records requests. <clears throat> and uh, what e-records requests are, like, they want to see, uh, like, who's sending email to who, who's looking up certain websites who's you know it's just different stuff that you you know you go to the network and you do stuff and people in certain departments are uh, able to, to to look at that and there's all kinds of different business reasons you would want to do that they talk about it whatever so here's the story the the prosecution says that there are these e-records requests, and you can request people's emails, or you can request to have their inbox basically go to your inbox. So there's like two things you can do. You can see all sort of history based on the based on the conditions, like periods of time, or you know different emails from this person to that person, etc. Or you can get access to somebody's email in real time. This would be something like um, like that a, an admin assistant would do for someone, for an executive who they want to see their email or what they call continuity of business. So if somebody leaves and you want to continue this project and you want to make sure you're following it, there, there are good reasons to do this. But in any case, uh, over, over this period of time, the request to look at people's emails through the state government were this. The office of the governor made two requests. The Department of Justice made two, made four requests. The office of the treasury made one request. And the insurance commissioner made seven requests. 
and the Office of Auditor of the Accounts made 42 requests. So they asked the they asked the they asked the witness, and the witness said that he does most of them, and he does a couple a week. So he he feels like he does he does a hundred he he estimated he does a hundred and fifty a week. Um, so it's definitely more than a hundred because it's like more than two a week, but it's definitely not two hundred. So that's kind of like what he what he said. Now, so keep that in your mind. So it's already that the the top number is already what the what the guy's saying. <clears throat> So now Steve Wood comes up and does a little razzle-dazzle. He says that there's other agencies that haven't been scrutinized based on this number. These are all uh, these aren't like ex- these aren't like uh, executive branch agencies. What about Denrec? What about the Department of Transportation? He lists them out. What about education? This count this so this this uh, division or this department would also do this for the schools, all the all the elementary schools, all the middle schools. They're all state, so it's all the same. He says, "What about the schools? What about um, all these other departments? Uh, housing, uh, all of it, uh, health and human services, et cetera, et cetera." Well, they're not on this report, and they never say how many they did, but. It's obviously not that many because he, the guy only does say 150 a year. So Steve Wood's trying to be like, well, what do these numbers mean? Well, the reason they pulled that report is those numbers are all, uh, they're all divisions that are run by an elected official. So the, the insurance commission is an elected official. The DOJ is the AG, that's an elected official. Uh, the Treasury is the, the, the Treasury, that's elective. So the, what they did was that compared it to other departments that are run by elected officials. But even if you, again, if the jury noticed that the guy who basically does most of these said that there's only so many that are done, <clears throat> it still would be completely out of line with the number of requests that other departments do. But you can't really just come out and say that. So that was the first part of it. So already the defense has their 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 feathers up. They're already mad. <clears throat> then they go over like the details of these requests, which are like I want emails between this person and this person between this period of time. I want emails between uh you know this person and um uh, you know my campaign group. I want emails between this person and, you know, it's all, to me, Carl, all, when, when they were going through this evidence, all I could think of was it was like a really low-budget Nixonian paranoia thing. Like, she's asking for to be able to look at emails gone, gone back. She's asking to look for... Um, she even fills out the paperwork. They had to actually, <clears throat> it took them a while to figure out why this happened. They asked the guy. They were like, well, she signed this, say it was uh, June 1st. But she wants emails through July 1st. But she knows you're going to get to it within a couple days. Say June 3rd, 4th, 5th, something like that. Why would they put a date on it that's, say, a month out? And he said, well, it was understood that... When you did that, you wanted everything up until the time I got it. So you wanted everything up to date, right? And so she was doing that move. Um, She was doing a move where it actually caused what, 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 I guess what was referred to as a, as a dust up a couple times within the department where Kathy McGinnis, the auditor, was asking to actually monitor the inboxes of people real time so you could get you would basically have access to someone's inbox where emails were coming in now like again i was familiar with this because when i worked for banks and stuff like executive assistants would have the inbox and calendar of the executives they supported for example and so they could they could you know manage their calendar they could manage their Meetings, they could manage, you know, some of the requests they were getting and et cetera, et cetera. But this was like, 
this was like people who were just like random people. And the what was what was part of uh testimony today was the guy who runs this said it was actually a little bit of a you know, again they called it a dust up. There was a little bit of a heat because some of these people would like move to another department. <clears throat> And when this guy would run the queries to pull this stuff or, or set up where she could look at it, she would say, oh, this is a person within the auditor's office. It's okay. You know, she's, you know, she has the, the, uh, she has the right to do this, so we're going to do it. But then they would move on to, like, the Department of Transportation or other places, and she would still have, like, she would still have the ability to basically see their inbox in real time. And so the guy's like, yeah, it caused, like, a big problem. And so they, they, it took him, like, 45 minutes to go over this email where he had to be like, hey, we can't do this anymore. Which was incredible. So um, it caused a, a kerfuffle in the DTI in the DT- office? Yes. Apparently, the, the person who's in charge of... So they request... Like they're generally pretty unflappable, too. <laughs> well... I have to say this, so I'm glad you said that, because um, if you've not- if people have been following this, you'll notice that we're talking about all of these, like, middle manager, like, technocratic state employees, and it, to my mind, so far, like, you know, if you're a state of Delaware resident, um, all of, like, the people who are running, like, all of this stuff seem pretty competent. Like, they're like, this is what we do, they check it before I get it. Like the the request comes in, they check it to make sure it's cool. But then I then they write a ticket, then I check it to make sure that like the person asking is um, authorized to ask it, to make sure that the person that they're authorized to ask it on is in their department. And if it's not, I say you can't do this. And so like, and then they how they produce the reports and how they send them, and all of this stuff. They seem pretty competent, <laughs> but like. They got the razzle-dazzle. Like, you know, she seemed like... Again, the way I took it was, this is a this is a, a paranoid sort of Nixonian figure that is just trying to surveil as many people as she possibly can to, to for whatever reason, which was weird. So <clears throat> that was the, the most part. Now, the defense from that is... Here's the defense, so just to, so people understand. The basic defense that Steve Wood is putting on against all of this is that the only way you can be guilty of witness tampering, or witness intimidation, I should say, which is the, the technical term, is if you know you're under, you're under investigation or you should have known. If, if, if there's a reasonable, if it's reasonable that you would have known, then you're tampering with a witness. But if you didn't know you were under investigation, you're only an asshole. And being an asshole or a bad boss or, a, or just somebody who surveils their employees is actually not against the law. So really the whole, you know, 80% of the day was this, was, was this sort of argument playing out over like just this mind-numbing review of documents. And as Bill mentioned yesterday, I will mention today, both uh, Assistant AG Denny and our friend, Mr. Razzle Dazzle, Steve Wood, seem to be seem to be totally like just frumpled and like we need a copy of this. Oh, at some at one point, Denny was like. Oh, yeah, I, I, I numbered these 16 and 18 and then 17 because 16 and 18 were the same person. And then I went back to, 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 to 17. And the judge is like, what the fuck are you doing? I can't follow any of this. And so it was, that part was pretty funny when the judge was like, can you get your act together because I can't follow any of this? Um, but the, 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 today was basically um, was basically this idea that Kathy and the auditor of accounts just wanted to surveil people in that department. Girls just want to have fun. Correct. Um, 
And again, there's no, the defense is that, not that that's good or it's just razzle dazzle. It's like, well, I mean, it seems bad, but how bad is it? You know, they're just telling you it's bad over here, but you know, if you if you if you think about it a little further, it's pretty bad. But you know, in Steve Woods, in, in you know, in their favor, what they're saying is that the law says to in, to intimidate a witness, the person needs to be understood sort of like as a witness. Like if they're just your employee, you can intimidate them. You can treat them like the garbage. You can just do whatever you want. But if that employee is potentially a witness in a, you know, in some sort of criminal enterprise, like if they see what's going on, then it's potentially witness intimidation. But they, but, and, and, and again, Steve Wood has been very clear on this, and the, and the judge has been like, look, I understand what the fuck you're saying. I just can't, I don't know until they put their case on. But the prosecutor has to be very clear about when they think Kathy McGinnis either knew for for certain or thought reasonably she was under investigation. Then those people become quote unquote, you know again I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but then those people become quote witnesses. But before she was just like an asshole boss. And so that was that was about eighty percent of the day, is 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 going over like the request that she made uh, for what are called like e documents from the people who run like the the email server. Like I sat through that for you people who don't even who still don't uh, give us five dollars a month through Patreon, which is crazy. I literally sat through that to tell you that story today. No one else will tell you that. Lex Wilson, he will try to. He'll give you some information. But nobody else will explain it like that. Just saying. So that was that was most of the day, Carl. That's what happened. Now, do you have any questions about this before we move on to uh, the one last thing? And then I want to hear your I want to hear your day because we saw each other at Leg Hall, and I want to hear what happened with you. Well, yeah, since, since I wasn't there, and since I, you know, we got to sort of keep, we got to keep our own razzle-dazzle going. I got to ask, you know, how's Kathy? What was she up to? What was she wearing? All that fun stuff. Yes. Kathy was basically the same. She's very, um, she's like very aloof. Like when, again, it's just weird that, and maybe I'm too like involved in it, so I don't, um. You know, I'm seeing something that the jurors say wouldn't see. But, like, every time Steve Steve Wood is talking or, or making some sort of, like, you know, it, it's an argument, but it's cockamamie argument. You know, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. She'll be, like, sort of, like, shaking her head and smiling. And she'll be like, yeah, yeah, do you see? Yeah, she see what he's saying? I didn't know. I'm just, just doing what I do. You know, that kind of stuff. It just looks weird to me. Um, she was in. Uh, she was in another uh, sort of, uh, as as Bill would say, a Jackie O power suit. Um, you know, skirt and jacket. Um, this one was another light color, a very light tan, sort of a, a very light top. And uh, and and again, the same. I think the same. The same shoes as yesterday. Uh, the the beige sort of wedge pumps. Um. And again, I I just think that she's. I have to say that I feel like her her demeanor and Steve Wood's defense kind of go together. You know what I mean? Like I have to give her I have to give her credit. She's getting what she paid for. Like he's just like just saying stuff like, "Well, I mean, uh could she have uh, got this? We don't know. We don't I mean, do you know why? You know, he's just like He's like a he's like sort of like a bumbling professor. He's always saying like I forgot where I put my glasses. We got to print this thing off, and the judge is like, "Oh, we got to take a ten minute recess so you can print this fucking document off." I I don't know how it's flying with the jury. Um, but you know, day two, I, I would say I would say day two is a draw. But but understanding sort of like I'm a guy who understands sort of these like how to how to. Uh, 
how to pull these reports off of like a t- a database like like relationship table databases and how you like put it together and so it wasn't that much over my head and i thought yeah she's she's like a nixon sort of situation so, but like when you when you when you consider it based on um all the other stuff that's out there it's completely uh, it's an outlier. Like, no one's asking for this stuff. No one's surveilling their employees like this. No yeah. one's trying... Like, it just seems like it's completely... She's out of her mind. Well, when the auditor does it, it's not a fraud. <laughs> you know, people should know... It's not a waste. It's not an abuse. Correct. People should know if their auditor is a crook. She's not a crook. So, um, the last... Uh, I, I, had to, I had to split uh, when the last... Witness came up, and and thank goodness that like the last hour of the day, the witness uh, was uh, the woman who's like um, she's high up in the in like the uh, finance division. She's a CPA. She's like in accounting, and you know she's she's just given her credentials and all that. And I had to go split and get the bus um, later on tonight. I'll I'll let all of our listeners know. Yes, I was at the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival. Yes, I saw Lex there afterwards, and I said, hey, did the woman from finance say anything I should know about and talk to Carl about? And uh, he said, as a matter of fact, afterwards, all of us were talking like, did you understand any of that? And no one could understand what the hell was happening. So I, I think what's happening is they're trying to, what they do is this seems to be the first witness in the next phase of like, <clears throat> how some of the contracts got paid but i don't think they've got i don't think they've gotten far enough to like make it clear what they're trying to establish and so tomorrow morning i think what we're going to see is uh witnesses and evidence that sort of indicate these are how the contracts got paid this is what should have happened but this is what did happen and so they're struck they're 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 making payments under five thousand dollars, all of these different installments, and what's the process to to do all of this, and why is that you know you know it, it just the process of of paying these 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 contracts um but that was like the last forty five minutes. I didn't hear a lot of it um Lex let me know that it wasn't like not a lot came out, so i I expect that that's what we'll see tomorrow so <laughs> Second second half of this, <clears throat> right around lunchtime, uh, when once again they were having problems with um, <laughs> numbering exhibits, uh, I get a, I get a uh, a message from from Carl here, and he says, uh, "You know we're in Lake Hall, which I knew." He's like, uh, "You know Mayor Przicki's in here. If you want to come over here." And I was like, "Oh God damn it! I have about twenty minutes." So I walked over there, of course. Um, of course, I didn't do anything because I don't... As I told Lex afterwards, <laughs> I don't like doing like doing bird-dogging in like official places. Because I feel like anybody can show up where the person's going to show up. Like, if you show up at the, at the mayor's office... <coughs> Like you know he's there, so you didn't really do anything. And well, so that's I, not where he works, though. He works. No, in you're October. right. You're right. That's true. He I doesn't. didn't expect him. I knew he was supportive of this bill that he was there for, but I, would, I was, I was still kind of surprised that he, um, that he showed up in person. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised that you said that, but I wasn't like totally surprised. I was like, oh, the mayor of Wilmington's leg hall. It didn't really. <clears throat> I didn't think it was that, but I did. I did go over there and see him, but he was talking to somebody else and. Leg Hall, the lobby of Leg Hall was fucking packed because there's all these fucking hearings today. So I just, um, I just cut out. You know, I screwed out and I went to the afternoon session of the court. Um, so I didn't, I didn't fuck with Przicki today. Um, lucky him, I guess. But um, if he is listening or anybody he, yeah, that knows him is listening, you know, I know where he goes. You know, I was at the I was at the Clifford Brown Festival tonight. I'll be at the Italian Festival. You know, I'll be at Rocco's in Little Italy. You know, I you know I live here. I'll I'll see you. We'll talk. We'll have words. 
I'll tell you what I think about you. So, I mean, you saw me today, no doubt. Um, and, you know, know that whenever you see me, I could, you know, I could approach you. I could uh, insult you to your face. And you'll be like, oh, I wish I could do something. But you can't. You can't do anything. You can't. Because you're the mayor and you're an old man. Um, I did see Rachel Guguar with you. I saw Ray Krantz with you in a legislative hall before um, I split. So, Carl, tell us what happened uh, right down the green from the courthouse in legislative hall today. Yeah, so today was a busy, you mentioned it was a busy day. Not like, because last week was very, very busy. This week was only just sort of busy. So it was... Um, a few different things. There was something up in the health committee. Um, there was a few different bills. There's a housing committee this evening, but the two big ones were the Senate executive committee. So that's Senate leadership. They had literally every single gun bill except for one. So it was like six or seven different bills. They were all up at once uh, at noon. And then the house admin committee, which is house leadership, they had uh, four bills up. So one was, some film tax credit bill, basically just they want to make Dead Poet Society 2 um, or something. I, I, I didn't really follow. Um, <laughs> just like the courthouse, then, you're like, it's, t- it's tough to fucking say what they're doing. Yeah. Then there was uh, John Qualco and Mike Smith's Inspector General bill. Then there was Medina's Green Amendment. And then there was this, um, it started out as a Bud Friel bill, but he passed it off to Namdi And every Wilmington rep but... Uh, Sherry Dorsey Walker signed on to it, but it basically allows the city to use eminent domain on vacant properties. And we don't want this. This is defi- bad. This sounds bad. Vacants defined pretty more broadly than you might expect. Um, <laughs> well, it, the, that I would expect or the regular well, person would know, expect? That a regular person might expect. Um, and as long as it's being used for a quote-unquote community development plan, which um, God. they didn't really define what that is. Well, that's anything that um, they call a public-private partnership. So anything. So those are the four. You know. Those are the four, and that, that's why our, our good friend Mike Przicki was there. No, of course. Uh, so these were all, and this was also at noon. So these were going on at the same time. So I got there early. You know, I they put this in the House Caucus Room, which if you it's like if you go into Leg Hall and right on the left, it's like that first room there. It is a tiny room. It's a conference table with some chairs around it, basically. Um, and then like a very fancy like camera setup now because they have to do they have to stream the meetings, uh, so you know it was me, it was Rachel, it was the other Rachel, it was Carrie, it was Carrie's crew. Yeah, um, shout out so to Carrie like too. I did say people. hi to Carrie today. I was nice to see her. Yeah, there. Carrie brought out a lot of people. Yeah, uh, and she's she's been really helpful in terms of like just getting this all, especially on the Green Amendment. Um, and yeah, so we were going to go in. So the way that it works basically is. Sometimes if everybody can fit in the room, they'll just put everybody in the room to start out with, but that was not the case today. So they start out, you have you have the people who are in there for the film stuff. They put them all in there to start out with. They ha- held that bill, got voted out. Then they kick out all the people who were com- like who were speaking on the film stuff. Then they bring in all the people who are going to talk about Inspector General. And then they have that hearing. And that goes like 40, 50 minutes because John Kowalko, very loquacious. Uh, and then eventually that actually did get out though. Like it did pass. Um, so him and Mike Smith, they come out. I talk with Qualco a little bit. Um, then they bring in all the green amendment people, which was a much bigger crowd than the other ones, obviously. Right. Um, so they, uh, the way that they schedule these meetings. So every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the house goes in at two, um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they actually have votes, but on Wednesdays they have like these special presentations. So like today they brought in the lacrosse team from Indian River Valley High School or the the Indian River Volleyball team or something like that. So that was at 2. And this meeting was at 12, so you have to finish it by 2 or else the bill gets pushed back somehow. So we finish film credit bill. We finish Inspector General bill. It's now like 105. One, oh, because also the meeting started like 30 minutes late because of uh, the previous meeting went long, which they were allowed to do for some reason. Um, and then they took forever to get set up. So it's now like one ten, one fifteen, and then they bring in the Green Amendment people. And I'm hanging out outside because, you know, I wasn't going to give public comment. I was just going to, like, if there was anybody who can fit in, I was going to, like, sort of help them prepare 
Luckily, we didn't have anybody. You were just out in the lobby, like where I saw you when I saw you. Yeah, I was just chilling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just chilling with Mayor Przicki and Stephanie Bolden and Namdi Chukwocha and everybody. As you knew, uh, Stephanie I mean, T. Bolden. They're your so, yeah. Bo- yeah, they're your boys. They're, yeah, they're, they're my that's, people. That's the cr- that's your crew. Yeah, th- those are the people that I hang out with. They're my friends, uh, and we we all like each other very much. Um, and so you know, I, I'm watching in, and it starts out. So the way that each bill, so the person who is running the bill, so in this case is Medina, has a presentation, and they say why they're running this bill, why it's important. Then the committee has sort of the opportunity to ask them questions, have certain discussions. So they do a little bit of that. It's like 10, 20 minutes. Val goes on this whole thing about how, well, you know, I ran the Equal Rights Amendment, and sometimes we had to make compromises, and it took six years, and I also ran HB 200, and that took a lot. Of, and so, like, this whole... She, she was talking for like 10, 15 minutes about this. Um, and then they bring up Jean Garvin uh, as the first public commenter. And so, because he's going to give his spiel about why he hates it. And Who's Jean Garvin? Can you give it a Jean Garvin. He is the secretary of the Delaware Natural Resources Environmental Control. Oh, he's the DENREC he's, guy? He's DENREC. He's okay. the, yeah, right, secretary right, right. DENREC. So they deal with environmental regulation. Right. He um, hates it. He hates it. He's not a, not a big fan. Uh, so he gave his spiel about why he didn't like it. Uh, and then this was not super well organized because then Medina's like, hey, can I call up my expert witness who is uh, Maya Van Russum, who is, she wrote a book on it. She's the first person to use the Pennsylvania Green Amendment to sort of successfully get standing. And so like her and Sean Garvin kind of just argue for a while, which is not really what's supposed to happen, but that's kind of just what was going on. And so at this point, it's like 140, 145, and then they're starting public comment. Um, and so it's like very clear that this is not, this is not going to happen. So it's like one fifty-five. a few people give them public comment. Um, they limited to one minute just to be like, you know, let's try to get through as many people as possible. Um, but it, you know, it's one fifty-five, and the Val sort of like cuts it on. It's like, well, you know, we're getting to two o'clock and it's looking like we're not going to get to all the public comment. And so Medina makes a request basically that. You know, her expert, so Maya Van Russum, she's not able to make it. She, that was the only day she could be there. And all most of the people who were there are people who have jobs or other situations, so they can't make it back another day. So Medina basically makes the request that, um, can we just, like, not even necessarily vote up, but can we get sort of where the committee stands on this right now so we can, you know, have people who came here just for this to sort of have some sort of, idea where where this stands and then Val gives her whole speech about like well you know uh, I greatly value public comment I really need to make sure that everybody gets the chance to speak and she gives her whole and then she goes on for another like two or three minutes um, which basically says yeah we're not we're not doing shit come back tomorrow sorry um, to which the answer for most people is like we can't most people aren't able to take two days off work yeah I mean um, even getting down there one day is a, is a it's a Believe big, me, I've been sure, down there the now the two days in a row, and I'm going down tomorrow. It's a fucking chore yeah. to fucking haul ass down there. Yeah, they don't pay us $45,000 to go down there like they do y'all. Like, so, and then she basically closed down and says, yeah, no, we're, uh, so the, the bill has now been pushed to Thursday, Thursday's meeting. So there's, there was a meeting today, there's a meeting tomorrow. Uh, supposedly, they think they said it's going to be first on the agenda. Uh, but you may remember I said at the beginning that there was this other bill, this eminent domain bill that was on the agenda. This one did not get hurt. And Val Longhurst, uh, God bless her, who cares so deeply about the democratic process, about public comment, about making sure everybody has their voices heard, literally within two minutes uh, had taken that bill. So there's two ways a bill can get out of committee. One, it can be voted out in a public hearing Two, it can be walked which basically means you just go around with the literal bill and ask committee members to sign the back of it if they do then they can just get it out of committee without anything else so literally as everybody was leaving she got other people to sign the back of the eminent domain bill so that now it's out of committee it did not have a hearing nobody gave public comment nobody knew this happened until i got home and i was like oh, i wonder what happened with that bill i look at it and it says out of committee So she was so deeply worried about this that she flip-flopped completely on this other bill. And so now 
Green Amendment still has to be heard. We'll see if it even makes it out because Pete was already kind of doing his wiffle waffle thing. Um, and yeah, they just completely lied about how they were going to do these committee hearings. It is sort of, it's a great kind of, and you know, everybody was pissed off about it. Like everybody there was pissed off. Uh, several people got into arguments with Sean Garvin outside. Um, Val kind of sneaked off to go hang out with the volleyball players. But like, yeah, it's a really, it really broke it all down as to why, you know, and we talked about this a few weeks ago as to, you know, how this actually works, which is not that, you know, we talk about liberal norms and trusting the institutions of government. But when it comes down to it, there's two bills. One is supported by the community and by a new progressive legislator. And another bill, which is supported by the mayor of Wilmington and the real estate interests. And both of them were not able to get a full hearing. One of them is probably going to get buried. The other is just easily going to get walked out. And that has nothing to do with norms or rules or statutes. It's all just because one group has more power than the other and leadership decided to make that call. Correct. Like what, what people should take from this is exactly what you said. Like, they decide what they're going to do based on the people in that committee. You know, we th that was the one thing I was going to ask you is, um, you know, they still have to, if they, if they quote-unquote walk the bill, they still need enough people to sign the back of it to get it out of committee, whether they have public comment or don't have, or whatever. And so it's already set that that many people are going to be on board with it no matter what process they do. And then they... You know, there's this big push for public comment to sign the petition to come down and and get and and give your testimony and all of the stuff. That's all fake. Like, <clears throat> I'm not saying you don't need to do it. You definitely need to turn up because I think it's important that when people tell this story, they're able to say, "Yeah, we turned up with you know Medina turned up with one of the leading experts." Uh, in this in this area, who can speak to a similar amendment in another state? Um, you know, Pennsylvania and Montana is where the other two Pennsylvania are. and Montana, right? Pennsylvania, our our neighbor, our our, our the neighbor we separated from, uh, and Montana, who was uh, you know, look, uh, Doctor Karen, my neighbor, was from Montana. But uh, so we have a, we have a legislator who brought one of the leading experts in the Green Amendment. Uh, we have uh, Carrie Evelyn Harris, a great uh, organizer who who turned up a lot of people. We have Rachel Guar from the Working Families Party who turned up a lot of people. Um, but that like <laughs> yeah, and you had fifteen to twenty people there in person. Then you had fifty to seventy public comments as well in support. Well, wherever they are, I mean, we don't know where that went. Yeah, actually, Rachel was able to uh, follow, like, follow up with people and get CC. So she actually had the whole list printed out. So it's like this huge stack of papers just from people who these are the people that she was able to get them to CC her. So there's probably another couple dozen at least out there that we just don't know about. Oh man, well, but yeah, and like. My message to leadership, because I know them or somebody close to Tarina is like, prove me wrong. Like, I would love to be proved wrong. I've been proven wrong before. Like, I did not think the SB 15 was going to get through that amendment. I thought that leadership was going to push them. They didn't. That was great. Well, I would like more of that, please. But, like, the way that they conducted this meeting, I think, was very telling. Um. And, hey, maybe they will vote out of committee. Maybe they will actually work to try to pass this thing. Maybe they actually will take the problem seriously. But the way that they are talking about it right now does not seem to lead to that outcome. Yeah, I, I, I guess we'll close it this way. What, what I think we can glean from this hearing and what happened today that you described in Leg Hall 
and what seems to be this sort of slow burn in the the Kathy v. Kathy trial is is something similar to what like Bill and I talked about yesterday. It's like <clears throat> these people are elected officials only because they have this kind of tiny power base. And what they're looking to do is basically nothing. Like an imminent domain thing that the that the mayor goes down and talk to talks about, that's already that's bought and paid for. Like every big real estate firm in the city and in the Newcastle County and in the state, especially in Sussex too, I shouldn't even say. I'm sure it's, it's I'm sure it hits Sussex harder than anywhere these days. Like it ha- we, we, the the time now is to step it up a notch. We we know that for these hearings we can turn out people, and we know that we can you know make a little bit of a stink about X or Y. We're doing it right now, <clears throat> but unless we take it to the next level, these people are just they're running a little social club. And, and you're not in it. You know, they're looking to make sure that there's quote-unquote development. Or that people make money. And the people doing the development and the money-making aren't you. And they will, um, you know... They'll pretend to listen to you, and they'll let you come into Leg Hall, uh, and they'll um, then they'll scurry away to talk to like, you know, a ladies' volleyball team. Yeah. When you call the Wilmington offices, you're not going to get the mayor in five minutes. No, and and you know if you're not an out of state CEO, he you could get the governor in fifteen minutes. Yeah, I mean that's that's known. We've, because they have an image, I, I think this goes for a lot of, and I mean, everybody has their image for what they want, but I think the image certainly of the mayor and his cohort, and then I'd say even more broadly, because I think this is very similar to obviously the Fort DuPont situation, which has a very specific image in mind as well, which it's an image that often they have an ideal of what they want or who they want to be in the state and what they want the state to look like. And that's obviously different than what it is right now, but it's often a vision that's fundamentally hostile to people who already live here. Correct. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 um, I, I, I was at the Clifford Brown Festival tonight, so we were talking about, um, Rodney Square, and we were talking about, once again, the giveaway of the, the transit center by the train station, where, you know, we gave, we gave it away, we developed it. And now what happens? Oh, we don't own it anymore. You know who owns it? A private, uh, you know, a a, a, a private uh, interest, Colonial Parking, and Dart, who's who's subsidized by the state as a transportation for the community, pays rent to a private interest, Colonial Parking, in on in 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 a thing that we paid to have developed. Because and we paid to have it developed because they didn't want you know un, you know, they didn't want unseemly people in Rodney Square where the bus stops were and so all these decisions are made at a different level and there's a there's a veneer you know there's a thin veneer of like input but what really has to happen is the next level and I'll be very clear the next level is. Very, very aggressive campaigning. I'm not going to take like electoral politics out of this. I think we had to extremely aggressive campaigning to try to do some of the things we've already done. Like, let's be very honest. Um, and maybe you can speak to this, Carl. There wouldn't have even been such a scene inside Leg Hall today had it not been for the organizing that Working Families Party has done around the Green Amendment, had it not been for the electoral 
organizing that you've done to get Medina elected, uh, if it wasn't for some of the organizing that Carrie Evelyn Harris has done and Kenton Sussex and bringing a bunch of people out, it was great to see her today. I didn't know I was going to see her today. Um, so that does matter, but that has to that has to be stepped up three, four, five times because uh, without a threat, without a real threat, it's impotent. And so I'm glad that we were we were in a position to be able to to do something to highlight it today. Because otherwise, because you know, five years ago that would have just happened. You know, and Steve Tanzer would have wrote about it on the blog or something. And the same shit would have happened. It's sort of the same stuff. But now we had organizers there today. We had activists there today. We had a, 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 a radical, progressive representative in Medina there today who brought an expert in to talk about it. And so more pressure is being applied. We have to apply that. In just we have to continue to to pile that on. It's the only way. Um, you know, it's 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 um, it's 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 very demoralizing when you realize we did all this work to get new people elected, to get new people sort of engaged. Fucking Ray Krantz went down on the bus today, on the three hundred one bus to Dover, to go testify. And this is and this is the this is the way that it's run. This is the way the committee hearing is run. It's 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 horseshit, and people people should be it should it should be a scandal. And and it's one week after um, they had a three fifths majority to to pass marijuana legislation legalization, excuse me, and uh, and they couldn't override a veto because people changed their minds. This is a, this is scandalous, and I think it's important that because I think that that veto override vote was a particularly good example. But I think we have to reinforce these things when they happen because it's very easy. Because you know, you and me, we have our heads buried in this because you know it's what we do. But for people, and this is me two years ago, even uh, for people who aren't really closely following the legislature, it's very easy to look at the final votes and just say, oh, Democrats voted the Democrat way, Republicans voted the Republican way. Um, and it, it's... You don't really necessarily pay much attention to how thing, why certain things got votes and other certain things didn't, or why this bill was watered down the way it was, or this or that. And I think... It's our job as organizers to educate people, and sometimes it's in a very frustrating way. Like, you know, Ray was ready to fight Sean Garvin um, after that testimony because she has kids. They drink the water here. I mean, I grew up here. I had two friends who, before the age of 16, had two separate forms of cancer. That's not normal. And just the basic humanity of it being kind of shunted to the side in favor of insider political stuff. If people sort of had that, and that's why we have to keep reinforcing, because I think if people fully understand the lack of humanity that makes up our governments, our governance, nobody down there would get reelected. Carl? What are you doing tomorrow? Are you going? You, you, you hanging up here tomorrow? I or? am not able to go back down tomorrow. Thank I God. got other stuff to work on. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, I'm going. Well, so Bill and I are going Rachel down tomorrow. Bill and I are going down tomorrow for the trial, and then there's no trial Friday, and then there's no legislative session on Friday. Uh, I can tell all of our listeners that this Friday. Uh, we'll be dropping a uh, an episode that we recorded with Cheyenne Miller because we do talk about a lot of the pending legislation, and I think it's it's um it's like topical. We should get it out because it's like we talk about stuff that's you know if you if you're interested in it, you want to push on it before the end of the legislative session. I think we we should do that. The following week, 
Um, we have an interview with Sophie Phillips, who is running in Dave Bence's old district in uh, Newark, Bear, Christiana area. Uh, like Christiana Mall, Christiana Hospital. Yeah, which, what's the number, Carl? 18. 18th. She's running in the 18th. Um, she just announced last week. Uh, we spoke to her uh, about six weeks ago. Um, just had her in, had a nice conversation on like a Friday night. Um, but she decided for you know, strategic reasons just to get her ducks in a row um, that she didn't announce. So we kind of held it. Um, so I'm going to probably mention at the beginning of that. That'll be in not this Friday, but the following Friday. Um, but I th- still think it's important for people to listen to her and sort of get her background and what she's about because she's sort of um, she's new to the political scene, but not really. Um, she is uh, an environmental activist and a graduate. Uh, I guess she has her master's degree now. Um, was she in class with Medina? Is she got they both got their masters through the uh, the University of Delaware at the same time. She might have been. I'm not positive. They were definitely getting their masters at the same time, but I don't know if they were in class together. Right. But the, Medina did public policy, and I think she's in like environmental, environmental policy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool thing about her is she's uh, also, I th- still think, the reigning Miss Delaware, which I know yep, that's. Until sa- this Friday. Yes, which I know sounds like sort of funny, but we talk about it. So you can find out all about that, and you can find out about her background and the things that she's interested in and the things that she's done. And uh, yeah. And we can have another uh, another comrade and friend uh, in the in the legislature, uh, because slowly but surely we're not going to put up with this kind of fucking nonsense. So, you know that's that. Um, maybe we'll try to do one uh, about tomorrow's day in court if we can. Please try to uh, think about. I know a lot of a lot of people are listening to this. They love it. They they do not want to uh, support the podcast because they're afraid. That's a problem. Drop that. Just you know, help us out. Help us do this work. Because uh, going to Dover is a real grind, I have to tell you. And Carl can tell you it too. So, well, thanks for hopping on tonight, Carl. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, let me think. Uh, yo, yeah, left is best.